0: Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in Four Directions, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dega. And this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
0: Hey, I always like to be right. Thank you so much, Haley. Hey, uh, it's fun fun Friday here and we're with State Senator Mary Kunish and uh, we love uh, speaking and talking to the senator about what's going on and what's happening all over Turtle Island uh, and specifically in the Twin Cities and uh, the senator's district. So, hey, welcome State Senator Mary Kunish.
2: Hello, everybody. It's good to be here with you.
0: Right on. Hey, so we just ended the fair and uh, a lot of, a lot of things happening out there. It was kind of fun to go out there and uh, not only see uh, you, but I saw uh, other senators and representatives at the educational building. And uh, there was a uh, a survey that I took and uh, it had some pretty interesting questions and, uh, and uh, I'm glad it was out there. And, uh, yeah so how was your fair and uh what's happening
2: the fair was great it was super hot and now of course today it's down into the 60s i think it right uh well yesterday it was at least 30 degrees cooler than uh the day before so i don't know if minnesota has all of a sudden just uh moved itself into uh autumn which means our Our leaves are going to be falling and changing color soon. That's always lovely. Um, Just, um, you know, school started and I've been working on a lot of legislative stuff that is coming up this weekend. I'm getting ready to go ricing. I'm going to go up and go ricing with uh, Rory, wake him up and a bunch of his crew. And one of my daughters and her her partner and little girl are going to go up with me, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend for racing.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Um, yeah,
2: I'm really excited. It's been it's been a long time since I've been able to go racing, so this is this is the weekend to do it.
0: Wow, that is really cool. Um, where where do you know where are you going to be racing on the on the lake up there? Or where? um,
2: up near Palisade, Minnesota, up there. Oh. Yep. Oh,
0: kind of by Winona's old uh, house up there. Yep. Oh, wow, cool, very cool. Wow, that's uh, so are you going to do the whole process? You're going to be in the canoe with the sticks and popping it into the canoe and then going and heating it up and getting the tusk off and bringing me You know, hunting? I
2: hope I do a little bit of all of that. Yep.
0: Yeah, well that's that's excellent. That's yeah. really excellent. I I'm jealous. I'll be uh, heading to New York, so uh, take a few days off.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to a few days off. There's not good phone reception up there. So I'll just turn <laughs> off my, turn off my phone. I have a new tent. I'm airing out my sleeping bag. It's been a while since I've been camping too. So uh, oh. I actually am looking very much forward to this.
0: Wow. That's I didn't realize that because, you know, roughing it for Wendy and I is like not having a mint on her pillow. uh, (laughs)
2: That's
0: that's roughing it. But you're really going to be doing it. That's I'm going
2: to be doing it. You bet.
0: Excellent. That's excellent. Uh, What else is going on? Did you get a lot of constituents uh, at the fair? Um, uh, You know, stopping in and thanking you guys for such a great uh, session.
2: Ah, oh, there were a lot of people that came in and said, thank you very much. Uh, many of them had their own special areas, a lot around healthcare, care. Um, environment was a big one as well. Education, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I had a really good discussion with this young couple, but I don't remember what it was. But it was good. Mm-hmm. Um And just, yeah, it was, uh, it's always nice to get out there and meet a broad breadth of folks, not just my own constituents, but people from around Minnesota.
0: Yeah, definitely. The Minnesota uh, Haley called it the Minnesota great sweat together. And I had to agree this year, uh, we were there for, uh, native American heritage day and it was super hot, but it was really good to see a lot of people out there. And, uh, I only made it uh, probably half the fair this year because, you know, we have that store out there and uh, we didn't work it. Wendy and I just uh, support it. So it, mm-hmm. it was good that uh, we picked this year not to work the fair every day because it was a million degrees.
2: It was a million degrees for sure.
0: God, And then um, so when you know, this is a question I don't know. When does your session start?
2: We do not begin uh, session 2024 until February. Oh. We uh, operate in a biennium. So every two year, last year was finance year. This year will be policy year. We'll focus mostly on policy. I'm sure there will be some finance included. Usually when you do any kind of policy, there's dollars connected to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: as uh, education uh, finance chair, any of the policies that uh, we make in education policy will come to me if they have any kind of money connected to them or if there's a, a cost to the programming. So that is going to be uh, next, next February and then we go until May.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so school started this week. Uh, I guess I didn't miss it when it was a million degrees, but uh, today is a reasonable day and uh, I do miss the, miss the students and the learners. Um, yeah, uh, who knows someday, maybe I'll go back and volunteer, but I do miss the kids.
2: I, um, really agree with you. This is the third, the third September that I'm not going back to school. And, uh, I do miss not, getting back into my library and dusting things off <laughs> and putting books out and reviewing all the, the new books and you know introducing those to the students. So I, I really am uh, a little bit bummed out about that, but I know we're sending them back into uh, programs and schools that are better than they were last year. Minnesota, of course, uh, is is a no cost breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. uh, state? We passed that very early. Heather um, Heather Gustafson, just north of here, uh, said that was her number one thing she wanted to get done when she was if she got elected to the Minnesota Senate, and she got elected. And the first thing I did was contact her and say, "Okay, get your bill ready." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> So she learned very quickly and became an expert, and we passed that off of the Senate floor and the House floor and had the governor sign that early on so schools knew what to expect. We put millions of dollars in wraparound services, mental health, nurses, social workers, a lot of money into um, safety in schools. So ensuring that the schools are more safe, that they have personnel. If they choose to have um, uh, resource officers, they can have that, which has become, gotten a little controversial here in Minnesota. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, we put money into libraries for the first time ever in years and years. There are schools for the first time in a long time have a librarian in them and as a former library media specialist i am especially excited about that
0: hey let's talk a little bit about more about education when we come back hey you're listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm your host robert pilot and we're here with uh, state senator mary kunish uh, talking uh, about her constituents and kind of like with me having a little fomo here with the beginning of school And uh, what a great uh, school year! I hope everybody has. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake.
3: When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor
4: and take care of our spirit.
3: There will be be no room left for sexual violence.
4: Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. I'm Cynthia Magallanes, Executive Director of Minnesota Recovery Connection, inviting everyone to join us for the annual Walk for Recovery on Saturday, September 9th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Minnesota State Capitol Grounds. Minnesota Recovery Connection's Walk for Recovery, presented by New Way Alliance, will be bigger and better than ever in 2023. Join us for Minnesota's premier all-recovery event, a day for everyone and anyone to celebrate recovery and break the stigma associated with substance use disorder. Sign up today, registration is free. You can also take this opportunity to invest in recovery and donate to The Walk. Your financial support helps Minnesota Recovery Connections strengthen the recovery community through peer-to-peer support, public education and advocacy. Most importantly though, please join us at The Walk and put a face on recovery. Bring your family and friends to the Minnesota State Capitol grounds on Saturday, September 9th to celebrate recovery. For more information and to register, please visit minnesotarecovery.org walk. End-of-life decisions are not easy to make. Hi,
2: I'm Mary T. of Mary T. Hospice Care. It's important to make sure that this difficult time is meaningful and comforting to you and your loved ones. Our hospice team provides an individualized program of physical, emotional, spiritual, and practical care so your loved one is comfortable and not in pain. At Mary T. Hospice, we understand that choosing the right hospice care provider can be overwhelming, but we're here to assist you. Learn more today at MaryTInc.com.
0: Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert
1: Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis.
0: Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, we were having a conversation here before the break, and I just want to jump back. Uh, uh, as being a former educator and even a, as a former student a million years ago in school, uh, I can't really uh overemphasize how important breakfasts are so and to have food and and sometimes in the inner city and even everywhere that might be the only meal that these uh, learners may get all day so I just say it's so important and just a, a million thank yous to uh, the legislators and the governor for signing this bill
2: you know it you and I both know very clearly how uh, hunger and lack of nutrition affect students' behavior, sp- students' emotions, and certainly their ability uh, to learn and absorb information. When your tummy's growling and you're feeling lightheaded, or for whatever reason, you know, trying to 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 do anything academically is near impossible. And we always. Hear about that word hangry, you yeah. know, uh, when you're when you're that hungry, you're pretty owly and um, can be set off pretty easily. And it was our intention to ensure that we address childhood hunger to begin with, um, because we want kids to be happy and healthy and their bodies to be strong. Uh, especially in these days when we're in the a bit of a recession, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm just horrified by how much things cost. Uh, and I, I can't imagine a full family uh, trying, you know, a parents trying to feed a full family of kids in this day and age. And that means that those families are probably going to cho- uh, choose cheaper, less nutritious uh, items from, from their grocery store that's going to fill those tummies up. Or it might mean that, you know, the kids go hungry or, and the parents go hungry. That's not good for any of them. So but by providing um, breakfast and lunch at no cost we are ensuring that at least during the school year, and oftentimes these these meals are provided through our park service and other areas, um, that those students are getting some good food. Uh, It might not, you know, be what we'd all like to have uh, for breakfast or lunch, but it's good food, it's nutritious food, and we know that those kids are getting that. And like you said, it might be their only meals of the day, and, um, to go home and know that there's not much left to, to, to feed your kids has got to be heartbreaking for parents.
0: Yeah. Uh, really good points. And I, I remember seeing a documentary years ago and as a matter of fact, it kind of helped Wendy become a full-time vegan was food Inc and just the cost of food and what people could afford. And it would be great if we could, uh, federally subsidize vegetables and fruits as opposed to, um people going to fast food because it's less, uh, expensive, but yeah, that's, that's a thing. That's definitely a thing, the quality of food too, and how, uh, our students learn and, and how they, um, you know, there's a record amount of early, early diabetes, uh, uh, second diabetes and, uh, that's something that wasn't really happening when we were young and when we were young going to mcdonald's was a big thing you know it was like a huge thing that the family was not mom was not going to cook tonight and we're going to mcdonald's and um it wasn't a a way of survival and uh, uh getting cheap uh unhealthy food like it can be now
2: yeah it that 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 is just so true and you know i i've been told and I've, I'm starting to see uh, in many different ways that the cost of food these days is also affecting our food shelves. Mm. The food shelves uh, don't have the donations that they were getting. When we talk about fresh fruits and fresh vegetables, of course, of course those are really perishable. But uh, the the ability for a lot of the grocery stores to donate, you know, food or day old bakeries or things like that is getting a little bit tougher, hard, uh, a a little bit tougher for most, for a lot of the food shelves. And that means that families that need to use that to subsidize uh, are, are also possibly, you know, struggling in that way as well. So we just want to make sure that those kids get something at least twice a day that's going to get them through.
0: You know we're we're uh, broadcast all over and in, in Wisconsin and um, Illinois and of course the Twin Cities and people catch us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, I, I just uh, let's back up and talk a little bit about the big victories. And you know we talk about a lot of time here on Native Ritz Radio. If you're not at the table, you're being what's served. And uh, we were at the table this year as Native Americans during. Uh, during um the legislative session and uh let's talk a little bit about those victories that we've had
2: sure uh minnesota again you know i I think we're kind of the talk of the town with all the incredible good work that we did and especially for indian country but when it comes to Indian Country in Minnesota and education. I can tell you, it was uh, it was just a, a banner banner year. Um, we had uh, a bill that we incorporated into our final omnibus bill that um, that just made an incredible difference. It's um, one of the things that a lot of the 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 tribes struggled with was um, getting educational data to the tribal nations about their tribally enrolled or their descendant students. And we, off, we were asked quite often over the years to allow for school districts or MDE, Minnesota Department of Education, to share that data with the tribes so that they can um, best support the students. And so we were able to get that passed. Um, We uh, created Indigenous uh, Education for All, so, our, um, we are directing the education commissioner to embed indigenous education for all students, um, and we have to. They have to work with the recommendations from the Minnesota tribal nations and the urban indigenous communities to update our state academic standards, so that we're getting the full uh, factual historic information. Yeah. Um, what else did we do here? Um, we prohibited mascots, Indian, uh, any um, American Indian, uh, depiction or, or name. Um, so that is defined as an American tribe or band as defined by the tribe or band for terminated since 1940. And any of the tribes or bands recognized by the state, and they would have to go through a process of um, uh, applying for, if a school wanted to do that uh, and continue, then they would have to apply for it and get uh, permission through a process. Uh, we also put a lot of money into Indian teacher training account wow. so that um, this allows grant recipients to use grant money for up to 16 months. And that was like $75,000 that we, we put towards that. And okay. I've had a few people reach out to me. He's like, how can I access that? And I was able to move them towards that. We, um, we redefined um, um, uh, uh, American Indian identity. So our American Indian students, um, who anyone who identifies as American Indian or Alaskan Native, that was not part of it. Hmm. We also, gosh, what else did we do? Um, we are providing uh, money for districts or participating schools to conduct American Indian education programs. If they meet that threshold, I think it's twenty students or more, and when that happens, then there needs to be an American Indian education uh, family or parent advisory group, so they would um, uh, they would give guidance on how to not only educate those Native American kids to the best way, but also how the uh, the Indigenous education for all would look in their school. We're allowing um, our American Indian students to wear uh, a regalia or tribal regalia or objects of significance at their graduation ceremony. Previous to this, uh, a lot of school districts didn't allow it, some did. And it was almost like a school to school decision, but we said, no, across the board, you have to let them do that. Um, A lot of kids uh, really wanted to wear their their sacred tobacco pouches, um, you know, around their neck, kind of like uh, Catholics wear scapulas. (laughs) And so we made it possible for American Indian students to carry a medicine pouch that contains loose tobacco um, with the intention of observance of their their practices not to not to smoke and not any of that wacky tabacky um (laughs) but uh made it really uh, you know really made a difference in in the amount of money we're investing in our American Indian kids and the communities so I'm really proud of that
0: that is awesome and uh congratulations to the state of Minnesota hey Mary we got time for another segment real quick segment here before we let you go
2: Yep, I'll hang around a little bit.
0: Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and we're with Minnesota State Senator Mary Kunish. We'll be right back after this short break. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States.
3: And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected.
0: Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf.
3: Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy.
0: As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired.
3: Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and let howl.
5: Get ready for one of the coolest music events of the year. The 11th Powderhorn Porch Fest will showcase top-notch local artists spanning indie, rock, country, blues, and more on three porches that will transform into stages. Powderhorn Porch Fest is Saturday, September 16th from 4 to 10 p.m. along 17th Avenue between 32nd and 34th Streets. Featured are 13 talented artists and the electrifying Nerd D opening and closing the show. And it's not just about the tunes. Enjoy sweet and savory delights from food trucks and cool merch from local Don't miss the Reverie Cafe and Beer Garden, back for the third year, perfectly complementing the music and festivities. Hosted by the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association and Neighbors on 17th Avenue, this festival showcases strong cross-neighborhood partnerships. Powderhorn Porch Fest isn't just a music festival, it energizes our South Minneapolis community and supports local programs and services. Again, that's Saturday, September 16th from 4 to 10 p.m. along 17th Avenue between 32nd and 34th Streets. Learn more at ppna.org. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067, or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. This is Chad, owner of AM950,
0: here to tell you about the exterior construction company I trust, Snap Construction. If your home was hit with the most recent storms, trust the most well-reviewed exterior construction company, Snap Construction, for a free home inspection.
5: This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. There are a lot of great construction companies in town. My advice is to take your time and do your research. Make sure they are locally owned and that they guarantee their craftsmanship for life. Also, you want to find a company that's been in business for at least 10 years. You want to work with a company that's going to be there long after the work is done. Snap Construction has handled thousands of claims, and we'll help you through the process. Don't go with the out-of-town fly-by-night contractor. Most storm damage goes missed by the untrained eye. Trust Snap Construction for your free storm damage evaluation.
0: For your free storm damage evaluation, call Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP or visit them online at snapconstruction.com. That's
5: 612-333-SNAP or snapconstruction.com.
4: Hi. I'm Scott Shamblott from Shamblott Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says,
1: If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get.
3: Shamblott Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at chamblottfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH.
5: With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 60, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms on Saturday with a high of 78. Cooler temperatures are on their way, so warm up with a delicious meal from an Eat Local Minnesota restaurant or food purveyor. Check out the list of Eat Local Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors at eatlocalminnesota.com.
2: Coleman One, U.S. Bank
0: and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake.
1: This portion of the show is supported by JS Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul, bringing you only the best coffee roasted to perfection.
0: Yes, they do. And I love that Steve's uh, special blend. It's super dark and very tasty early in the morning. Uh, So, hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish and uh, talking about a lot of different things here as we do. uh, Very informational when you're on State Senator. I know, like, uh, I, it's hard for me, uh, not hard for me, but it's, it's a big, big picture when you go to the state Capitol and you want to go maybe visit your office or, or do stuff like that. It, it's a, it, it's, there's so many people involved. Um, let's talk about them a little bit today. Cause I know it takes a lot of people for me in my job to really, um, make things go whether it's uh giving me information that I need or and so how does that work for you and who are some of the the players out there
2: Mm. it takes so many people uh to get just one bill passed and I know there especially kids will ask me like how do you write a bill or how do you know how to write a bill and I don't write the bill uh I I have the ideas that Maybe I think up, or constituents, or people send me um, thoughts and ideas, but I don't actually sit down and write a bill. Uh, and we have um, we have people, we have researchers at uh, at the Capitol that do a lot of you know do all of that kind of work. Oftentimes, I'm you know I'm I'm not exactly sure you know, what we can do or what we can't do. And so there are lawyers in, in, the, um, in the background that are looking at the ideas and the um, legislation, where it's happening, if it's even, you know, legal to do something. And uh, I, I really could not do it without, um, I have a legislative assistant. His name is Sammy Rajab. And he's really great. Uh, I, actually, he's moving into the position as my uh, committee administrator. Mm. And um, and then we have counsel, somebody who, like, counsels us on the bill and lets us know what's going on and what's happening. Um, and that's a wonderful woman, Anne-Marie Lewis. She knows everything about, about legislation and education bills. It's amazing. And then... Um, I'm in education finance, so I need somebody to give me the financial, you know, 101 all the time, and we have this wonderful person, Jenna Hofer, that, that does that for us, and, uh, you know, it's just been amazing how much, uh, how much it, how many people it really takes to do that work. Uh, I have education finance, but I also have my partner, uh, Senator Steve Swadzinski, who does education policy, and our offices are right next to each other. Our assistants, his assistant, uh, Reagan Green, is extraordinary. And then we have um, another committee administrator, Dana Elling. I mean, it takes all of us to do this work, to get the bills the ideas, get them to the revisers, get the bill to the engrosser, engrosser who actually prints the bills out. And the whole process is, is really extraordinary. Uh, So this is, this is not just me doing this work. It's a whole huge, wonderful team of people.
0: Yeah. And, uh, that's really cool to know. And, you know, I, I kind of, we talk uh, a lot of times on Wednesday with, uh, uh, Arvina uh, Martin, who's, uh, the first native American city council member in Madison, Wisconsin, and she's Ho-Chunk and she is now the CEO of Emerge Wisconsin, which is a program, a national program that help women across the country run for office. And I know, uh, she was talking about a few people that have done it, but like our, uh, uh, there's famous Native Americans that uh, are out there that are working uh, in uh, politics right now that have taken that. So it sounds to me, too, we want to get people to run for office, too. And it sounds like that it could be less overwhelming when you explain this process. You come in with an idea, you want to do this, and then there's people to talk about um is it legal or how do I word it and, and things like that? So I think we should uh, tell people that it's it's not as hard as it, it looks, but it's also not a, a job where people can kick back and not do anything, which we know some of our friends across the table do.
2: It, it is a tremendous amount of work, but we do have a tremendous um, support system as well. And when I think about my seven years in the the legislature, and the the really good legislation that we have passed that have had has had positive effects um, on our Native communities in Minnesota uh, is extraordinary. And I have to say, it's probably because a big part of it is because we have Native people. In the legislature. We have our three House members: Jamie Becker Finn, Heather Keeler, um, uh, Lish Koslowski, me in the Senate, and then of course our lieutenant governor, who are constantly pushing these ideas and pushing uh, telling the stories, educating the not only the legislature or the public. You know, right now there's there's two Bills that I passed that are are con- very controversial here in Minnesota. One of them is uh, returning a small bit of uh, state park to the Upper Sioux. It yeah. was it's the site of it's a sacred Dakota lands, um, the site of skirmishes and death. Uh, there's burial mounds on there and it's been used as a state park where people can come and camp and ride horses and go on trails and enjoy the river. But this is a sacred site and it's a burial grounds. Uh, And there are a lot of people that are not happy that less, I think it's, it's just a few acres is being returned to the tribe. And the other um, issue is the new flag for Minnesota and the new yeah. emblem for Minnesota. Um, honestly, I don't know if, it, because, like, Chair jenswold had been working 18 years to get that land returned.
1: Right. And
2: I think because we're there to tell the story and remind people about, you know, being good neighbors, um, some of these things have been able to get past.
0: Well, it's even as goofy as, like... Uh people wondering one if we care two as native americans two are we still uh, a viable uh entity in the united states and you know that we're not uh prehistoric uh dinosaurs so to see face to face in different shapes and and uh ways ways of life we see native americans showing up to these things saying we are still here and uh The representation is unbelievable because we -hmm. we do talk a lot uh, to our neighbors on Native Ritz Radio and uh, what's happening in Wisconsin. And uh, we are light years ahead right now.
2: I think so. And it really sets a precedence or it sets an example for for other states when they hear about um, the work that we're doing here. You know, sometimes they just never thought about it. And here's an idea um you know we pass that law to uh, that legislation to create a mmir license plate that anybody and everybody can purchase here in minnesota especially mm-hmm. to bring a, a, awareness to the um the trauma of our you know people are excited about that they want to know about it uh i I'm always going to, especially faith-based organizations that want to know more about the mm-hmm. history of uh, the trauma and violence against our women and children, our men, our boys, and our two spirits. And And they're really kind of dumbfounded. And plenty of these older folks are like, wow, we lived right next to this Indian, and we didn't know that. Or we lived right, right by a reservation, and we didn't know that. And so it's it's been seven years of educating Minnesota and uh uh, I think we've got good things to show for that
0: well you know you you said that twice now that you've been seven years of time flies and that's that's like the same length that the show has been on the air so that's crazy that we have uh kind of similar anniversaries here I didn't realize that I thought I, I when I had you on the show years ago I always thought you were senator or at the time representative a lot longer but uh Kudos to you. That's a, a long time serving uh our, our people in a good way.
2: Yeah. And I hope I'm I'm I hope I'm able to do it. And I hope that there are more that join me because right. I sure could use some some uh buddies in the Senate that are <laughs> gonna help do this work.
0: Haley, that she's calling you, I think.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll meet you, I'll meet you at the Capitol, Mary. Yeah. Okay, we'll make space
0: right on well again we got like a minute left and i would really love it if uh or we got a couple minutes left i'd really love it if you just would like to spitball anything you'd like to talk about here in these last 2 minutes
2: gosh what do i want to talk about i think um i think i'd like to go back to the whole education discussion and and encourage parents to really participate in their with their children in their children's learning even if you aren't comfortable even if you didn't have a good education system Mm -hmm. uh, try to build up a positive attitude around education support your student as best you can and your teacher the teachers i mean uh, you might not always have the most perfect teacher in the world but know that those teachers are there working really hard under a lot of times, a lot of stress. I want to encourage you to bring a lot of books into your home. Turn off the TV and read to your children. Ask them really good questions. When you're in the car, have them practice their multiplication tables or do some mental math equations, whatever you can do to to bolster their learning, but also, um, support their, their self-esteem and, and become involved in, in their schools with your students and in the community. That that's what I would like to, to end this with.
0: Wow. Mary, thank you so, so much. Uh, really it's, uh, we are really blessed to have you on the show and speak these, uh, positive, always positive, good truths of, uh, what's happening in Minnesota and uh, in your work and our native community. Just a uh, big peeny thank you so much.
2: You bet, Wopila we'll be everyone.
0: Hey, up next. Uh...
3: JNS Bean Factory is a native owned, community supported, cozy artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods, relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff.
0: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot.
1: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How. Hey, Kadegi, producer Haley Cherry, Shasha Pei one going here with you guys. Before I hand this last portion off to our humane policy advocate, Wendy Pilot. I just wanna give a shout out to everyone driving out in the caravan to Washington DC this weekend in protest to demand elder Leonard Peltier's clemency from his life in prison. Uh, tonight there is a gathering being held at 2500 Cedar Avenue South or Cedar Field in Minneapolis from 630 to 830 with speakers drumming, singing, and a meal provided by the gatherings cafe. Uh, If you're not able to join tonight's caravan uh, stop send-off or at the White House protest, please, please, please call President Biden and demand justice for Leonard Peltier, uh, Pina Gigi. And also make sure to tune in next week as we do have some tickets to give away for the Ray Bonneville and Corey Medina and Brothers 8 p.m. show next Friday at the Cedar Cultural Center here in Minneapolis. With that being said, I hope everyone is having a great Friday. Here is Wendy Pilot with Sacred
3: Hey, everybody. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Haley. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means CARES for them. I was given that name by my dagger Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. I am recording this segment from inside my car. I hope you can't hear the engine and the air conditioning going on. We're having work done in our house, and it's very noisy, so I can't record. There. It is hot. It is hot tomorrow. Thankfully, it's going to be in the 70s. It's been really, really hot. And I want to ask everyone if they could just put a pail or a pan of water out for our little critters, the little chipmunks and rabbits and birds and whoever else needs Uh, Water it's this weather has been really really uh, hot on them and really hard on them I was at the vet this morning with our cat Lucy Lucy gets subcutaneous fluids uh, Because she's in kidney failure. She's doing well and she's hanging in there and as we were leaving I saw a man bringing in a cat carrying the cat the cat looked horrible and he said he found her um, so I'm sure she's dehydrated, you know, she needs fluids and, and water and to, to pump her up. So uh, just put a pan of water out for the little critters, that would be great. I found out, and I didn't know that, but from September 6th through October 6th, we want lights out because birds uh, need the lights out during their peak migration Yes, two-thirds of all songbirds migrate at night. Light pollution can cause them to become confused. uh, Tracy Avery uh, encourages everyone to turn off all unnecessary lights. If this is not an option, use warm white or yellow-colored light bulbs Shield your light bulbs to direct light down and install motion sensors if um, working indoors at night um, close to drapes. So what we're going to do is uh, Robert and I have like string lights on our deck in the back. So we will not be putting those on because we want our songbirds to be able to migrate and we don't want them to be disoriented uh, because of the light pollution. I have some pig, pa- pig facts here. Pig facts. Um, I love pigs. I don't eat pigs. Um, and I just posted something that a uh, fire department in Bronx, New York, or was it Brooklyn? Bronx, I think. I'd have to look it up. They just adopted um, a pig and they have it in the fire station and now none of the men there will eat any pork. So that's a good thing. But pigs sing to their young while nursing. Scientists rank pigs as one of the most intelligent animals following closely behind apes and dolphins. So that is pretty smart, really. Pigs like to snuggle and prefer to sleep nose to nose. They dream just as humans do. And they are awfully cute. I know it's a little early to talk about this, but Halloween is coming and people decorate their houses wonderfully. But the thing is, is that they use uh, the fake spider webs and they put it all over their um, you know, shrubbery and around their doors. But please don't use this stuff to decorate. Um, It's strong enough to snare an owl, and it takes a terrible toll every October on small birds, including hummingbirds. It's also deadly to monarch, butterflies, and even bees. So all these little um, animals will get stuck in that fake spider web that you use, and it is awfully sticky. So uh, use other decorations. There's plenty out there. Toads, toads. Toads eat slugs, flies, and other garden pests. If exposed to yard chemicals, toads cannot survive. So avoid pesticides and other yard chemicals. So Robert and I, we got rid of our lawn a couple of years ago, our front lawn, and we planted a uh, prairie garden. And the prairie garden is all um, native plants to Minnesota, all pollinators. So we attract uh, bees, butterflies, um, all the kind of pollinators, and we're really happy to see it. You should see our front yard. It is buzzing with activity at all times of the day. And we were told, since we have little rain gardens in there, that we could attract toads uh, and frogs. So I would love Uh, to be able to see that that would be wonderful and I do leave like uh, shallow pans of water out there with like pebbles in them so that the insects uh, can drink water because believe it or not insects get thirsty (laughs) so I have uh, pictures that I posted on my Facebook um, of some bees standing on top of the little pebbles and drinking the water it's really cute Mad that a skunk dug around your yard? Don't be. She's likely did you a big favor. It takes one brave animal to raid the nest of wasps and ground hornets. But striped skunks are up to the task. A digging skunk is often in the middle of chomping up the larva of stinging insects that dwell in the ground, often saving property owners from the upsetting surprise. Skunks are vital to our ecosystem and a treasure to have around. So, those little um, animals, I can't believe that they eat the wasps and hornets. So, that's fantastic. I've never seen a skunk in real life. I would really... Um, love to be able to see a skunk someday. I guess we're not going to see it in the cities here in St. Paul. We will have to um, go elsewhere to see that, I believe. Uh, Last last but not least here, I have a little thing about ravens. And I've mentioned this before on the show. Romantic and affectionate, ravens mate for life simply amazing for a bird that can live for more than 40 years. These creatures of the same feather are always together. That's a nice note there. Well, with that, everybody, we're looking forward to the nice cool weather coming up. I know I am. And uh, let's put a pan of water out there for just the next couple of days to let our little critters uh, drink up and feel better. Everybody, Take care. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Haley.